Oh yeah, throw it back. What's up? Uh. Uh. Let him know. Take it down from there. What is good, mi gente? It's your boy, Trichofino, a.k.a. the Asmatic Aztec, your homie, Morada Mario Caballero, in the place to be. This is the Puro Caballero Show. It is Friday, January the 25th, and that was Rumors at a Timex Social Club. Old school, had to throw it real funky. Um... Uh, for this uh, show I'm going to tomorrow night, the Scam and Jam shit. I think I've talked about it before. They're pretty dope. I enjoy it. I like the old school shit. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's my jam. That's that bread and butter. That's that shit I grew up on. All all day. All night. Um, but yeah, this is episode 45. Welcome in. Another edition. Back again like we never left. Alrighty. A lot has happened. It's been uh, it's been a little while since we last touched down with you guys. Uh, let's see when. How long has it been? How long has it been? Uh, yeah, a little over a week. A little over a week. So it's been it's been a little bit of time. Not too too much though. Uh, but anyway, we can get right on to it. So yeah, foosball was happening a lot. Uh, last weekend, lots of controversies, and yeah, shit was crazy, but um, we've got a pretty much, I guess, different city, but rematch of the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick got to, this is Super Bowl 53, it will be the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams, now how we got there, championship weekend, that was pretty Goddamn exciting. Both games going into overtime. It was uh, barn burners in each one. Little plays here and there. It was just like really, really what uh, it all came down to. I guess we can uh, start with the first game of the day. That was the Rams-Saints. Man, back and forth they went. Gurley was not looking effective at all. CJ Anderson was doing his thing, man. He has been on fire and uh, just running the rock. Uh, like a bowling ball, like they've been saying. He's pretty fresh since he's been bouncing around, hasn't gotten many carries when he was... It's crazy that a dude who's landed on his third team is now having so much success, but, I mean, that's just it's kind of how football is sometimes. You get a guy in a certain system and you get certain different results than if he's, if he's in a different scenario. It's, it's a ultimate team sport in that regard. Uh, well, one guy can be effective scheming one way, but... Uh, uh, ineffective in another role. So, uh, that, yeah, that's what he's he's been able to do. And yeah, Gurley, I don't I don't know if he's uh, 100% healthy. I think he's still he's he's dealing with some knocks, uh, like everybody does. But uh, he's he's been a workhorse all season. 
you know, for that Rams team. And to see him not get that many carries was pretty pretty alarming. The They were able to get the run game going with uh, CJ, as we mentioned, a bit. All they really need to do is just set up play action because uh, that's where they really, really bite you. And they were able to, to throw deep a little bit uh, on uh, New Orleans. But there were some, uh, some close calls in this game and some not-so-close calls that were just straight blown and shit like that. But New Orleans, man, I think at certain points they did get a little too cute in the game because, I mean, everyone was talking about that one play right at the end where they had a chance to go down and basically they would have got a first down and would have pretty much uh, killed the clock and wouldn't have given the Rams time to come back and kick a field goal. But, man... Yeah, the last, like, few minutes of that game were pretty crazy. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the Rams, at a certain point, might have made a bad decision by not going for it on on that fourth down call. They chose to only tie it. But if that play that everyone's talking about where the throw out to the, the right side on the flat and the, the DB for the Rams just straight up just ran through the dude, like, if that shit didn't happen, then it, in theory, they would have been able to run the clock out or kick the game-winning field goal by that point. Um, if not, you know, go all the way for a touchdown. But if fans are butts, shit sucks, but it is what it is. Can't change it at this point. But, man, all the replays and everything was so crazy. Uh, he made a helmet-to-helmet contact, and he wasn't looking for the ball. Um, and, yeah. Uh, the ball was thrown inside, I think, by Breeze a little bit because I don't think he trusted his young receivers. Because outside of Michael Thomas, I think uh, every all the other dudes were like pretty young because they had they had a bunch of injuries to their to their older wideouts. I think they still had Ted Ginn available, but in any event, uh, he didn't have that same connection. I think that he would have like if uh, another receiver he might have been able to trust that if like they had been with them throughout the whole season I guess but it's neither here nor there at this point the Saints are not marching in they're going home so yeah man it's shit sucks man but that's life it's fucking life man so another year for Drew Brees to go uh, ringless I'm not ringless but his championship drought, I guess. I don't fucking know. He's got one. Um, we'll see if Gop can get his first one. Or if it's going to be T. Brady, unfortunately. God damn it. So, I'm rooting for the Rams in this matchup for sure, 100%. I mean, they got Brandon Cook, Stockton's own. Even though he's a Trojan from Lincoln. Stinking Lincoln, that's all good. Um, he's the... 209 product and yeah he's I guess somewhat of a revenge game against the Patriots but because they they traded for him and they traded him away pretty interesting um yeah he, he's playing both of his former teams in like two weeks in a championship game in the Super Bowl just pretty crazy because he, he was on uh, drafted by the Saints I hope he gets a touchdown man I put that down as a prop bet for him to get the first uh, touchdown on some play action over the top because uh, the Rams are, um, I don't know, not, not 
going 100% in the run game. Just uh, it's not there all the way. But, uh, yeah, regardless, it's uh, it'll be a good matchup, I think. I really don't like the Patriots. I really don't want them to win this game. Um, but, yeah, that's my personal bias. I think it'll be a good matchup, though. It'll be hopefully a good game. Brady and that Patriots team were just reading the crap out of uh, uh, the Chiefs' defense. And it was uh, so apparent, so easy to, like, pick apart at a certain point. Uh, if you, like, were tuned into like, uh, formations and alignments and stuff like that, that was uh, going on on the field. And it's especially easy if, if you're a fan just watching and seeing – Listening to Tony Romo like dissect all the plays, let you know what he's what uh, Brady's looking at. He called it almost every time. He's just got got a running back into blocking a tight end. He's gonna go over the top, looking looking for Edelman here over the middle. <laughs> and sure enough, bang bang, two blitzes picked up the blitz with the two blockers. Brady steps up, throws incomplete, throws a complete to him. He zeroes in one on one matchup with Gronk who hadn't been flexed out all game. And sure enough, they throw to him at that moment. It's just like the Patriots just leave certain cards like on the table, like ready to play. Um, or they have they have certain cards that they hold, hold back, I should say. And they put them on the table in the most clutch uh, moments. When you're not expecting it, man, that's fucking annoying, man. These fools are c- fucking crazy. I'm just like so goddamn pissed off, that motherfucker. Um, Tom Brady and uh, Tony Romo, damn, they they might have got that dude fired. Uh, Sutton, the defensive coordinator, because he got fired like two days later after that performance, and everybody was talking about it in the media about how crazy Romo was, just calling the plays out, and he was just like, it was crazy, all the short yardage plays. It's like, all right, they're either gonna stack the box in the middle, or they're gonna stack it outside. If he runs up, hikes the ball, oh, my God, I think he's going to get it. But if he turns around, he's going to bring a guy in motion, and he's going to run it to the outside. And it literally, like, exactly how it happens. Where he comes up to the line, doesn't like what he sees, turns around, signals the dude in motion, and they run it outside first down. (laughs) He did it, like, two or three times. That was crazy. Just like that. And he, like, called it, like, every time, like, in the fourth. It was insane. Uh, That was pretty fun to watch because i like seeing the the chiefs uh get antagonized especially at home and uh they still haven't made it back to the super bowl in a long ass time just fine by me fine by me but yeah they hadn't lost an arrowhead in forever i think that was the first time they have ever hosted afc championship game so even though they've been playing there for a long ass time but uh yeah man it was uh I'm watching this Kings Memphis game right now. It's freaking annoying because Kings have been up and then Memphis is coming back and then they've been up still, but they're just still there. It's like the whole second half. They've had leads around like 10. Now it's like six. They just keep coming back. Got to finish it off. Uh, anyway, back to the, the foosball that was uh, played at the, the Chiefs. Not a lot of postseason success. In uh, recent decades, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at all. But, uh, yeah, lesser of two evils, I guess, in my my perspective with uh, 
New England. New England's just like the evil you know. Kansas City is the evil that's lurking because they're they're coming for the rest of the league next year too. Anytime you got Mahomes, man, that fool was fucking throwing some crazy passes, keeping him in there too. Uh, so that was like a back and forth game, also, man. Back and forth, crazy. It's just like every time you think they can't do it, it's just like they, there was another answer. Each team kept answering each other, and it was pretty damn intense, man. Uh, but yeah, it's been a few days. Anywho. That's your matchup for the Super Bowl, Rams, and Patriots. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens. Might have to take a record another one of these and do some prop bets or some shit. That might be fun. That could be fun. Uh, any hoots? On to the next one. Oh, yeah. Last week, uh, Clemson football paid a visit to the shutdown White House and got treated to some Mickey D's. No fucking lie. I think it was it, like. He went straight off the two for five menu though. Got fish fillets, got a bunch of Big Macs, and uh, some chicken sandwiches <laughs> off the two for five menu. Man, he just ordered that in mass, and yeah, the Clemson players seriously ate that because I guess the, the government workers aren't there. But he could have got that shit catered, man. This fool's got enough money to get to, to cater a football team worth of meals. It's uh, it's not that hard, man. A lot of the players are like looking like, man, this shit's beneath us. I bet you the Clemson football staff's like, what the fuck's going on? Why are they eating this bullshit? <laughs> and it's, man, it's ridiculous, man. That was a big media show, big spectacle. Just like, damn, are we, is this what we're sinking to, man? This is what really, re- re- what's really going on, man. Fucking government's been shut down for a goddamn month now. Which we'll talk about a little later. But damn. I just thought like all the, the, the Twitter feeds and all that shit like that was pretty crazy. There was some good ones. Uh, some good photos uh, that came from that shit. Pretty damn crazy. Um, yeah. I'd suggest taking a look into that shit. <laughs> uh, I think I just heard that the Red Sox are also postponing their trip to the White House because of this uh, government shutdown. They don't want no uh, fiasco, kind of like the same thing that happened to Clemson. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they're trying to avoid that bad PR, but yeah, I guess trying to make, trying to put salt into the wounds. The Golden State Warriors, last year's champions, met with former President Obama, and yesterday, the day before, I think they're just needling Trump at this point because they, they were traveling through D.C. Um, on a road trip. But uh, <laughs> I'm just like, man, they're just fucking sticking it to him. But, uh, yeah, baseball and all that shit, they're more, they're more conservative with that shit. I mean, hell, Kurt Schilling almost made it to the Hall of Fame. Might as well talk about that right now. Mariano Rivera, man. Um, got in unanimously. The first ever unanimous player into the Hall of Fame. I think that shit's kind of crazy, considering how many great players have played in the past. Oh, good shit, Bagley. Good shit. Way to work. Back up six. Um, yeah, man, but he definitely deserved it. Basically revolutionized the the cutter. 
that pitch and the closer position, man. Nobody could hit it. Nobody could hit it. Broke so many bats, and it was just so damn annoying. Watching that just fade away from the righties and breaking on the lefties, man. That shit was so annoying. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, Edgar Martinez also made it. Um, I think it was his last opportunity to do so. No Schilling. He was the closest. No Bonds. No Clemens. And, yeah. I'm trying to remember who else. Who else made the... MLB Hall of Fame this go round. Break. MLB. Ooh, ooh, inductees. 2019, boom. Oh, yeah, Mike Musina. Moose, he made it. And. Yeah, I think that's... Oh, yeah, Roy Halliday. Roy Halliday. And... He's going to have a blank hat. Mike Musina's also going to have a blank hat. And then, yeah, that's the that's the four that are making it. So, Mariano, Halliday, Musina, Edgar Martinez. So... Edgar, man, first really legit DH in, uh, I guess, baseball history. I don't know. Yeah. No, nobody was really using that position that way. Till this motherfucker came and said, I don't want a field. <laughs> nope. Don't give me the glove. Give me the bat. I'll sit down here. I'm cool. Yeah, I'll do the work. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy to me that baseballs play with basically, essentially two different rule sets. It's essentially what that is. The DH and all that shebang. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, where was we? Where was we? Somebody honking horn outside. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Alright, that shit's annoying. Um, Yeah, let's hope that stops soon. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's pause this. All right, and we're back. Yeah, someone's car alarm was just going off down the street. Anywho, yeah, back to the NBA news. How about Devin Booker being the modern-day Sean Kemp? I think, what was it? He had his, like, third or fourth child with, like, his third or fourth Baby mama, something like that, something like that. Fuck. That shit sounds ridiculous. Um, let's see, yeah, Devin Booker. Let's see what the T is, was. Let's see. Ho, 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 ho. Devin Booker. What's with the T? There's no T report. Do baby mamas. Be like that. Why can't I type left handed? 
Baby drama. All right, that works. All right, I'm going to plug my damn phone. Do this shit for reals, for reals. Damn it, Sack. What the hell? It's only one point game. What's going on out here? What happened? Can't get the ball. Oh, yeah, he's going to have two different kids at the same time. Two different women. That's like uh, <laughs> freaking J-Rock back in uh, Trailer Park Boys, boy. You know what I'm saying? This fool had two, two baby mamas at the same time. This fool Devin Booker about to do the same. His ex-girlfriend apparently saying not his, though. It ain't yours, bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some IG model and his high school sweetheart, apparently. That's what the, the rumor was. That's what the rumor was. We'll see. That's true. Devin Booker, man. I think, what is he, like, part black, part Mexican? I think his mom's Mexican. It's like, ooh, two groups of people like to get it on. Get it on, 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 on. Man. No rubbers, too, man. That shit's running at risk. Going for it. Mm. And no pullout game. You got a pull-up jumper, but I guess no pullout game. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy, dude. That's fucking crazy. Didn't need to write some bits on that shit. That's fucking ridiculous. Two at the same damn time. Mm. Yeah, Sean Kemp, he's got like 11 kids from like 10 different baby mamas. Something like that. Nine of them, I think. Something crazy. That's just Sean. That's what he does or did. Come on, Sack. We need this. Hit that jumper, baby. Come on. Get a rebound. Get in there. Fuck. 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 Get aboard. Save it. Nice. Minute 30. Kings up by three. I might as well narrate this one right here. Let's go, baby. Let's go. D Fox up at the top of the key. Breaks it. Drives on the lake. Turns it over. Shelvin Mack coming another way. Leaves it to Jared Jackson Jr. Foul. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Come on. That was on Bielitsa. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, is Devin Booker going to follow in his footsteps? What's up with that? What's up with that? Phoenix is nothing else going on. That team is boo-boo as of this moment. I think they're really legitimately the only. Nah, I'd say Memphis is there too. Memphis has been on a on a downswing. This is why it's, you can't fucking lose this game right now. It's the last game of the road trip. The team goes, they Six game road trip. They're one win, four losses on it. They need to get this win right here. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. The goal is that all the time is to at least hit 500 on the road trip. All right, hit the first. Kings got a two point lead. Oh, yeah, Jackson. No, that wasn't Jackson's. Jermichael Green came in and swiped his hand and Fox is pleading to the officials right now like dude fouled me. Oh he oh he made the free throw. Rolled around the freaking rim. Alright, one point game. Minute fourteen. There's still a lot. Still three, four more possessions. Alright. Who's got it? Buddy Hill coming off a pick. Swing out to Shump. Shump drives. And gets a foul call. Good. Good, 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 good. Jump driving can be wild sometimes. All right, we'll get back to it. We'll uh, 
transition into James Harden blowing up the NBA this season. He is going on fire. He's setting records right now. His scoring streak has been insane. He put up like um like 58 or something in the garden. What did he put up in the garden? Something insane. Um just trying to get that record there. He's been blowing up 30-point games, 40-point games, 50-point games. Unbelievable. And he does it so efficiently, so efficiently, so effortlessly. Man, let me just pull up his streaking stat lines recently. It's been insane. In fucking insane. Let's see here. NBA basketball. Oh, yeah. Houston, let's go. All right, James Harden. Let's look at his game log. Recent games. Dude, he's averaging 36 right now. Six and a half boards, 8.3 assists. All this without Clint Capella missing a lot of time. Um, Chris Paul, I think they say he might be back Sunday. Today is Friday. So... I don't know. That'll probably affect the stats a bit. I think some of the stats will come down because of it. But this is what he's been putting up, right? 31 against Toronto. 61 against the Knicks. 37 against Philly. 48 against the Lakers. 58 against Brooklyn. 57 against Memphis. 38 against Orlando. 43 against Cleveland. 42 against Milwaukee. 32 against Denver. 37 against Portland. 44 against Golden State. That's all just in the new year. We'll go back into December a little bit. We'll dip back. We'll cheat a little bit. 41 against Memphis. 37 against the Pelicans. 39 against Boston. 39 against OKC. 41 against San Antonio. 43 against Miami. Washington, 34. Utah, 41. Memphis, 41. Lakers, 35. Portland, 32. Dallas, 37. Utah, 38. Finally, under 30 games. <laughs> like, geez, you got to go back to, like, December 6th to go to under 30 game. Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Hold on. Did I read that correctly? No, I, th- I think I read the numbers wrong. Yes, I think I did. No, oh, he only had 15 points that game. Never mind. I fucked up. I was reading the fucking minutes logs after fucking December. Back, back up, back up. December 31st, he put up 43, not 41, motherfucker. He put up 41, not 37. He put up 45, not 39. He put up 41, not 39 minutes. 39 points against San Antonio, 35 against Miami. You guys get the gist. 35 against Washington, 47, 32, 50 against the Lakers. Not since December 11th has he been under 30 points. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. This is the NBA, man. This is freaking crazy. He gets, like, so many damn... Free throws every game. Oh, yeah. Darren Fox has hit this nice jump shot right here. Yes, sir, baby. Clutch as fuck. Four-point game. Let's go, sack. Missed a couple possessions going over these damn stat lines with James Harden, man. Jeez, this dude's been on fire. He's MVP caliber season. It's just going crazy. Going fucking nuts. And, uh... Yeah, let's see here. De'Aaron Fox deed up on Conley. 
forced him to dish it, and he turned it over, gets the ball back, step backs, falling left on him. Two lefties going again it, going at it against each other. Just drilled it in his eye. Ooh. All right, baby. Eleven seconds. No fouls on threes. It's literally that's it. Quite literally, that's all you need. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, yeah, man. James Harden, early book MVP. I guess in that same vein, we can talk about some All-Stars a little bit. And, yeah. Let's see here. The All-Star starters. Ooh, do, 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 do. All right, score two with six seconds. Let's get this ball bounce and some free throws. Here's some damn free throws. All right. All right, they tried him up. Fowler jump ball. They caught a jump ball? Are you shitting me? No, this isn't good. This is not good. It's going to be a big man, too. That's a foul. That's a goddamn foul. Some bullshit. Petty ass bullshit is what this is. That's a foul. He's. Jesus, he grabbed his arm. He's reaching around his back. And they're going to make Marcus all jump in with Buddy Hill. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. So dumb. It's so ridiculous. The hell y'all got to say for yourselves, man? Shelvin Mack fouled him. Shelvin Mack fouled him. Gasol didn't foul him, but Shelvin Mack did. Damn, man. Come on. Let's make this goddamn win easy. Please. Please. Please, please, please. Oh, man. Let's see. All right. Team LeBron versus Team Giannis this year in the NBA All-Stars. Let's see here. Mm-mm-mm. Here are the starters. Remember, this is going to be lottery picked. But uh, it's LeBron James in the West is the leader. Curry, Durant, Paul George, and James Harden. That's the five for the West. You could have argued a couple of different players there if you want. In the East, we got Embiid. After uh, Giannis, you got Embiid, Kyrie, Kawhi. And Kemba. First starting nod for Kemba, who's going to be playing at home. So he got that that uh, home court love. Which is, uh, he's been balling, though. But, yeah, in the East, you get, you get to make the all-star team, like, even, it gets super. It gets tough to get 12, 12 guys, man. It gets tough. What's the review? Shooting free throws? Oh, no, they're jumping. They're fucking jump, jumping ball. This is ridiculous, man. This is goddamn ridiculous. What is going on? What the fuck is going on? Hey, man. 
Harden though. Harden's been like killing the league. This has been he's been tearing, going off like Kobe did back in the day. Oh no, buddy, no, missed the free throw. No, shit. All right, Mike, gotta hit this. Let's go, man. We need this. Shut up, Bickerstaff. Don't want to call it the play. Come on, let's go. Thank you. Shit. All right, no timeouts, Memphis. Four seconds left. Let's go. D, D this up. No fouls. No fouls. No fouls. No fouls. Thank you. Good defense. Thank you. Didn't get a shot off. Woo. Fuck yeah. All right, eke that one out. 99.96. What was going on here? Conley. Oh, yeah, just De'Aaron just got him to not take the initial shot that he wanted to. Not enough time to put it on the ground and reset. Take it. All right, the wins, the wins, the wins, the win. Kings above 500 again. 25 and 24. Tied for the ninth seed with the goddamn Lakers. Whew. All righty. Good news. Good news. Don't have to sweat that one out no more. 22 points, 5 assists, 6 boards for De'Aaron Fox. Nice. Good game for him. Very good game. Yeah, I guess on that note, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it now. Yes. You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball. <laughs> I love it. love Kings basketball. What's up, Alan? Dude, they freaking almost choked this one away. I swear. It would have been bad to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are on a on a downslope right now, man. It's not good. Yeah, well, Kings were Kings were uh, coming back to them and shit. Is he wearing a Lacoste Fitbit <laughs> looking thing on his wrist? He had it like up here when he was like scratching his face. Anywho, what was I saying? Oh yeah, James Harden's been fucking going off. This is his like uh, 06 Kobe year where he's just like just carrying his team. Except he's like actually winning where like Kobe's team like didn't win like as much that season. Uh, I don't blame him though. What the heck? Yeah, what is that on his wrist? Damn, what the heck? Anyway. Uh, moving on. Oh, yeah, Buddy Buckets. That's right. Buddy Heald, man. He hit that game-winning shot against Detroit, which was pretty freaking sick. I love that. That was amazing. Um, game winner. But then the team kind of went cold for a minute, and they got this win. They were competing against the, the Raptors the last time they the, the last game they played. And then they had the game against Brooklyn, which was super weird. A lot of uh, real streaky uh, runs from both teams. The Kings just were like super cold to end the game. They ended up getting blown out, which was disconcerting. But Brooklyn is a pretty good team. They're on the rise. They've been winning a bunch of games recently. They uh, they were on the like one of the bottom seller teams, and they really sh uh, skyrocketed recently. So, shout outs to them. But yeah, this Kings team. I'm just gonna keep talking about it because they keep winning. They keep on winning. Yeah, we've seen Bielitsa go through some slumps, but today he got off to a good start in this game and did well. Bagley's been playing better. I actually saw him make a shot with his right hand against Toronto, which was a goddamn revelation because this dude's left-hand dominant, like, all the way. But 
if he can make a shot, he doesn't even need to make it. It doesn't need to be a 50-50 even split with the how you make a move. It, it could be like 70-30, 80-20 even. It still work. As long as you have a counter. As long as you can do it like once or twice a game. Then that's all you really need. You don't even need to make it sometimes. You just need to show that you have that move so you can set him up. And I think he's learning. He's learning that. But, um, yeah, Bogdanovich got some run recently a lot and was putting up a lot of good assist numbers. Ball movement has been flowing. Buddy Heald had to hit a bunch of threes today, too. He always catches a little moment in the second or third quarter where he just, like, catches fire. It reminds me a little kind of how, like, Peja used to do that back in the day. He was just the uh, – for, like, a seven-minute stretch, he would just – He'd go like three for four from the three-point line or something, and you're just like, boom, there's our run right there. He kind of does it similar, although different style because he does more off-the-dribble pull-up jumpers. And he's uh, um, he's been attacking, hitting the uh, mid-range jumpers too, attacks the closeouts, so it's all good stuff. And we'll move on. Uh, a little bit more NFL news before we, we get to some other shit. Uh, Kyler Murray entering the NFL draft. Don't know if he's going to stick around or whatnot or what kind of grade he's going to get. But, yeah, like, that'd be crazy if he was uh, – if he was, decides to play football and doesn't end up playing for the A's. Or, I mean, it's a weird, weird scenario. It's a crazy scenario regardless either way. It's just uh, – yeah, man. He's a little dude. We'll see with the big NFL athletes hitting him different than uh, college. For sure. It's another level. But I guess along in a similar route, we got Max Kellerman talking spicy on the Derek Carr, ta- saying that uh, John Gruden had some praise for Kyler Murray and, you know, speculating that the Raiders might try to move on from Carr and that he just wasn't there mentally in, the, in like, the huddle or in the games all the time. Carr's talking about he wants to fight his ass <laughs> in, in a Christian manner. But uh, basically was telling, asking Dana White if he could set this shit up. Like, dude, you want to talk all that crap? Let's get it down. So that, that was just, like, just causing hella headlines and stuff like that. I mean, the Raiders coaching staff right now is uh, coaching the Senior Bowl, so they're doing this. They're doing their scouting and uh, all that bag of tricks and all that. But yeah, that's uh, spiciness. I like the feistiness from Carr, man. But because uh, Kellerman, they and all the dudes that are in like the morning shows and all the fucking debate topic shit, they just try to be crazy and take like those like yeah they they go over the top with the stances and shit it's never nothing's ever subdued so that shit never moves uh the needle so yeah that's been going down in the last couple days in the media and i've been trying to not think about it so uh i got some faith in car as long as he can get some more weapons and some protection because this dude had no time to throw last year and his whiteouts were old or suspended or beat up or I don't know, or traded, fucking not there, rookies, all that shit, all that shit. So need to fix that. That's why they're scouting the draft and doing the work. Moving on to the world of the fight games. 
games plural. We'll go to uh, new UFC on ESPN. First off, uh, ESPN Plus shit is like everyone hates it and nobody is enjoying it like how Fox Sports used to be able to let you watch and shit. But yeah, man. I bootleg that shit so I don't have no problems, man. <laughs> I was saying like, man, I got the bootleg stream from BT Sport or I got the blue, ta- blue sh- the the fucking bootleg shit from TSN, which is a Canada and like the UK ones. I'm like, which commercials do I want to see? God damn it. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, there was some good fights at the end of it for sure. How about freaking Cowboy? Still Cowboy just doing it. Lighting that dude was it Enriquez or whatever up. He lit him up, man. Took his freaking Oh man. To the body. Kick to the head. Oh man. At the inch. Oof. He's still a badass freaking kickboxer. Cowboy Donald Cerrone is. As we got closer, farther along the uh, the card, we had the Rachel Ostovich versus Paige Van Zandt. I thought that was a pretty competitive fight. I thought Van Zandt didn't do too bad for herself. I feel so horrible for Ostovich having to go through everything she's been going through. It's been amazing. She even like made the fight and was healthy enough to compete out there. She just kind of got, you know, lost herself on the ground a bit, in my opinion. And looks like Van Zandt was able to, you know, get that uh, um, that submission victory. I'm trying to remember exactly how she she got it. You know, it was like, what was it? Armbar? I think it was an armbar. Um, and she ended up tapping. So it was a uh, it was a very close fight, though. I would say. I think Ostevich is the baddest looking female fighter at the moment in uh, the UFC. But, whew, man, that's just, I don't know if that's me. It's, I've seen, heard other people say the same thing. Van Zandt ain't bad herself. But, uh, yeah, and then moving on, we had the Greg Hardy shit. Getting his ass DQ'd with the knees. Like, I legit don't think he understood the rule 100%, which doesn't excuse it. But still, it's, like, disappointing, man. And that was supposed to be the lead-up fight into the main event, to the main card. Like, it, it seemed kind of like a like a clown show a little bit, like some of the, the fucking the matchups that UFC makes sometimes, which, I mean, it, it are fun. We want to see those uh, from time to time. Kind of like, like I was reading today, kind of like Strike Force used to do it, the Pride fights and all that stuff. They used to go crazy. They would have, like, uh, um crazy undercards mixed in with like some legit ass like high level fights which it's all about entertainment you're in the entertainment game i get it it's got to be a little structure to it though so people were a little bit upset at that but eventually we got tj dillashaw and henry cejudo and another shocking victory for a belt man cejudo held it down and just bum rushed uh, tj connected a few times early and rushed him and didn't land too many clean shots right at the end, the last ending exchange. And some people think it was uh, stopped early. I think it kind of was. Uh, but I understand why they called it. Because they want to err on the side of caution. And if I'm like TJ, I'd be pissed too. Because he took more damage in the Garbrandt fight um, and that he survived. And both of them, actually. And then he did in the, in the, the Cejudo fight. 
So that was uh, it was an interesting call, but man, it's Andrew, Andrew Suhudo holding it down for the one, little dudes, one twenty fivers for as long as they're in existence, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. So I think uh, the USC on ESPN deal is just gonna piss everybody off because now they got to do basically it's like pay per view and they got to pay for a subscription. So a lot of people feel like they got bamboozled because it's like not even regular ESPN, you know. Like, if you have ESPN on your, like, cable package, it doesn't come with being able to see everything. So, uh, yeah, man, it's interesting to see what's going to happen there, if there's any changes or anything new happens. I'm not, uh, I don't think they're well. They'll probably keep it how it is because they're greedy fucks. Greedy fucks. Hmm. All right, moving on. How about 40-year-old Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao, beating Adrian Broner to a decision unanimously? It wasn't even close, man. It didn't, it didn't even seem very close. Pacquiao was willing to go in and fight, and Broner wasn't, it seemed. And Pacquiao was landing a lot more shots. Broner was, was trying to be conservative with his punches and just wasn't busy enough, man. This is pretty much the, the end story, even though he had all the... The histrionics, all the antics, and all the freaking, all that craziness and shit, talk, mad shit talking, but nothing to back it up, man, and it's like everybody else, like, kind of feels the same, looking on Twitter and everything, so everyone's like, I don't know, bro, I don't freaking know, but, uh, anywho, they did this one on Showtime, and, um, uh, that means that uh, a money team was involved with the promotion of the fight. And so, like, there was a lot of speculation that they were going to possibly try to run it back with the rematch. And they ran into each other at a Laker game. It looked kind of, like, seemingly planned but not planned at the same time type of thing. It was looked like one of those. Some dude did hit one of the, the slow-motion videos of them giving them a little dap to each other and shit so there's talk about them i mean floyd was there at the fight and he wouldn't he was non-committal about what he was saying but um yeah man it's two old men getting in the ring we know floyd probably gonna beat him again it's, it's yeah i was just just it's trying to get that money man i don't blame him i don't blame him but after the fight they're saying that uh, manny had uh, suffered uh an eye injury in there, possibly could have had a de detached retina, and that would be career ender if that's the case, man. So I don't know what the latest of his health news is. Let's uh, let's check it out. Let's fucking figure this shit out. But uh, but that'd be that'd be crazy if it ended his career on on that that note. Although he's been boxing forever, he's still a senator back in the Philippines, the Philippines, the Philippines. Let's see, Manny. Pacquiao. Pacquiao. I. Let's see. Injury. Douche. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I don't see anything new. Oh, he got burglarized too, man. I forgot about that. He got some shit stolen from one of his houses. Uh, 
let's see. What does this say? He's going to be examined by an ophthalmologist when he returns to the Philippines. All right. So, yeah, I guess we'll figure it out. So he's got a light scratch on the cornea of his left eye. Probably because of the tape from Broner's gloves, they're saying. Mm-mm. Let's see. He had an eye specialist in Manila. He hasn't yet been seen yet. And this was a few days ago. I think he might be back over there now. He complained of pain and loss of vision in his left eye several hours after the bout. Mm, yeah, detached retina would be bad. Retinal detachments. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, I was at the Laker game. So, yeah, man. That would suck for him. Although, whatever, man. I don't want to really... No, no, I'm not going to pay for the fight. I'm going to bootleg it if they do fight each other. For the fuck of it. So I can talk about it. Anywho, that's uh, the world of sports. Back to music news. Future came out in some interviews and was talking about how he quit lean. It's good for him. Good for his health. And I think good for everybody. Lean is like a long-term addictive thing. is not fucking good for you. It's no joke. That shit wrecks your fucking gut. Real bad withdrawals. From uh, what I've heard, only have done it a few occasions, a handful. It's fun in the moment if you're kind of into that, just low-key relaxing, just chilling shit, and just feeling like on a wave of clouds. But if you're like an active up personality, then it's going to feel like torture. <laughs> so it all depends on what you mean, what you like and shit like that. But I think that's good for him, good for everybody, uh, good for the people he's living with. Lil Wayne's been ravaged by goddamn lean addiction. I think he was reportedly in like a seizure like once or twice on a on like I think on a plane was the most recent one. Yeah, man. That's not no it's no joke, man. No fucking joke. So I think that's a good thing. I know Mozzie got it was trying to it was kicking the habit that he had recently. He tried to do that shit with cold turkey. But uh yeah, opioids is fucking crazy, man. Uh, damn cop syrup shit. Freaking crazy. All right, moving on. We got LA teachers going on strike, man. They've been on strike for a minute. Let's see if we've got any news on the matter. Any news on the matter? What we got? LA teachers. Strike. Boom. And... Yeah, I think it's they've come to an agreement. Uh, let's see. I'm reading mixed reviews here of who won. Okay. Looks like charter school teachers are still tri- striking. Uh, Let's see what happens with the charters. Okay. Let's see how they won. I'm I feel weird about reading these news articles because everyone gives you a spin. Nobody gives you the fucking anything. Anything straight up. Alright. So the strike ended a couple days ago. Let's see. 
All right, let's read the nation. Let's see what you got. Let's see. They, got, they voted for overwhelming majority, support attendant agreement that codified major wins that included smaller class sizes, a nurse in every school, more counselors and librarians, steps against charter schools, and a slew of common good demands issues, demands regarding social justice issues like immigrant rights, racial profiling, and green spaces at school. That's always good, green spaces. Uh, let's see, open a new tab. Let's read this other one. Paper ballot. Let's see what we won. 6% salary increase with no contingencies for pay and health care. More nurses. So they got a nurse at every school every day. That is amazing. That's great news. Teacher, librarian, every secondary school every day. That's a good thing. Very good. Got to get the books. Let's see here. Contractual guarantee of student counselor ratios of 501 at every secondary school. That is very good as well. People need people to... Uh, Kids need someone to talk to. You got to be there. Even if they don't got the answers, just at least to hash it out, you know, feel better about yourself. Uh, psychologists, PSWs, and PSAs will be key staff positions in the new community schools. Next page. All right, whatever. I don't know what that's about. Lower class sizes pays the way for the first real class size reduction program in 25 years by eliminating Section 1.5 and creating enforceable hard caps. Will impact all grade levels and subjects by enforcing adherence to hard caps. More improvements to class size every year starting in 2019-20, including an immediate cap size of 39 in ELA and math high school classes. Good. Sets so the stage for pushing caps even lower. I feel like any class over 30 it just gets ridiculous um, for like when you're that young. It's crazy. 39 school student class is pretty big. I can't, I can't imagine teaching more, man. It's, it's going to be a freaking zoo sometimes. It's like too much for a teacher to, to be able to monitor the whole time. Reducing testing. Let's see. Force of transparency and creates plans to identify all district assessments and impacts on instructional time with stated goal of reducing assessments by 50%. That's good because a lot of times the teachers feel like they're constrained because they got to only teach to whatever the tests are, are showing because they have to have good test scores. They get good, good uh, funding from the state they get bad test scores they don't so they only look to really um teach teach the kids so that they know what they're doing on the test which is uh not productive because like if you get an a on the test it doesn't give you shit of like personal skills outside of like your school and moving forward in life so it's like what the fuck we doing what the fuck we doing bro but yeah some of these fucking badass uh kids need to fucking go back to school and shit man so that's good they're back um excuse me hmm. uh moving on here's a new story they'll chapel uh court case and trial or whatever they'll chapel trials has been uh, ongoing Recently, there's been uh, some key pieces of testimony that has been uh, revealed and some of it that hasn't yet. But uh, some of the biggest things that have uh, come down, though, there has been a report that El Chapo had, paid, uh, had made a, uh, a payment to Presidente 
uh, Enrique Peña Nieto for $100 million to lay off of uh, uh, the Sinaloa cartel and to attack his rivals, which at the time definitely did feel like that was going on because his uh, predecessor, um, uh, freaking uh, Calderon, um, uh, let's see. Let's see. He uh, he kind of went the opposite way. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he he didn't necessarily attack the um, his cartel, but he attacked the other ones. So or he did attack, he did attack his. So it was just like which president is on which cartel's payroll, really? And that's freaking crazy if you think about it, because. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, there's been a, a lot of, uh, Peña Nieto, man, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of links to him, and that's just freaking crazy. Let's see, let's see if there's any more than, uh, El Chapo trial. Yeah, boom. Damn, a witness told him that he buried somebody alive. Holy shit. Gruesome tactics. Let's see. Damn, this shit's getting crazy. He personally tortured his victims. Jesus. Jesus. Buried somebody alive. Oof. Wow. Wow, we. She's getting crazy. 11 crazy moments. Let's read this BB King. BBC News. BB King News. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's see. I checked. Uh, this is from, yeah, BBC News. Here's some of the most disturbing testimonies. High-tech murder room. Trust Hitman for El Chapo kept a murder room in his mansion on the U.S. border. Tried to drain on the floor to more easily clean up. Ooh, Jesus. That is Jesus. Uh, Edgar Galvan testified in January that Antonio Jawar Marrufo had a room with white tiles that was so soundproof so no noise comes out. Or that was soundproof. In that house, no one comes out. Jesus. Uh, his role was to smuggle weapons into the U.S. So he could have him clear the region of rivals. He was living in El Paso when Marufo was living in Ciudad Juarez. He's across the border. Um, both in jail on firearms and gun charges. Uh, let's see. Narco mistresses. Chapo uses two mistresses to help further his narcotics operation. Texas reproves it. Cords FBI. Flexi spy software. Guzman used to spy on his wife, Emma Coronel, and the woman with whom he had affairs. The FBI was able to present his texts in court. They found over their daughters and many texts, as parents do, but some had a distinctly of Chapo sensibility. The one sent in the twin six month birthday to the New York Daily. That's not a birthday whatever whatever anyway he said our daughter is fearless i'm going to give her an ak-47 so she can hang with me <laughs> it's ridiculous another damaging uh series of texts relayed how chapel fled a, a, a villa during a raid by u.s mexican officials i had to run out at three in the afternoon guzman told his wife i saw them pounding on the door next door but i was able to jump out uh he tracked around 50 people through the phones and computers let's see 
Chapo frequently turned on his lover's microphones after any calls with them to see what they would say about him. Damn. Damn, El Chapo was spying and they were spying on El Chapo spying. It's crazy. Uh, one of his lovers, uh, Agustina Cabanillas Acosta, uh, allegedly helped El Chapo make deals across the region. Uh, nonstop sales are talked about. Let's see. Oh, paid for her liposuction. Nice. What a good guy. She, she was well aware of her lover snooping and way smarter than him. She reported text to friends. All right. Boom, boom, boom. Apparently had a bunch of lovers. All right. Now, not surprising. All right. Let's see. Brutally beat at least three men before shooting them. In one incident, Mr. Valdos Rio said two people originally from Sinaloa had joined, joined the rival Los Setas cartel with deemed traitors and rounded up by Guzman's hitmen. For more than three hours, the drug lord brutally beat them, Guzman's former bodyguard said. You're completely like ragdolls. Their bones were totally broken. They could not move. Joaquin was still eating them with the branch in his weapon, too. Damn, that's brutal. Uh, let's see. Two men were later driven to an area where they could see a large bonfire. Burned alive, probably. He cursed each one before shooting them in the head with his rifle. Let's see. So they'd be thrown in the bonfire. They didn't want any bones to remain. Third man murdered by El Chapo was a member of the Ariano Felix cartel. He had burns made with an iron on his back. His shirt was stuck on his, to his skin. Yee. He had burns made with the car lighter all over his body. His feet were burned. Yee. The man was then locked in a wooden structure for days. He was then brought blindfolded to a graveyard, his hands and legs bound. Chapo started to interrogate him, and while he was reported, he was responding, shot him with the handgun. The man was still grasping from air, but he was dumped in a hole and buried alive. That's brutal. Prison escape. His wife and son had been involved from the start to get him out of Altiplano prison in Mexico. Uh, meeting in 2014 with Emma Coronel. Deliver details to her husband. Plan all the builds. They should start work. Da, da, da. Uh, Kingpin Sons bought property near the prison, and they, that's when they started digging. Damn, they had a GPS watch in that bitch, too. One mile took two, uh, tunnel took months to complete, and El Chapo had complained that Diggy was too loud and he could hear the noise from his cell. <laughs> he added that the concrete below his boss's cell had been very difficult to break through. Despite all the problems, El Chapo escaped in July 2015, riding on a specially adapted small motorcycle through the tunnel. It's crazy. Uh, how many more escapades do we have here? Damn, this goes for a little bit. All right, well, I wish I read this shit before, beforehand. Mm, Lucero Guadalupe Sanchez Lopez. Let's talk about him, another mistress. Uh, oh, apparently this fool, she said this dude took off running when they bust into a safe house naked. He ran out naked. Had an escape tunnel under a bathtub to flee. Was trudging through mud for an hour before surfacing. Oh, man. Wow. As the mistress began to cry while testifying, the drugs of his wife, Miss Coronel, reportedly cackled in the gallery. Days after his affair with Miss Lopez, El Chapo would be captured by authorities, once again naked, in bed with Miss Coronel. He's all over the place, slinging deep. Blinged out weaponry. 
Among his prized possessions was a diamond-encrusted monogrammed pistol and a gold-plated AK-47. All right, the main guy that getting info is from Jesus Zambaro, Zambara. Mr. Zambara. Uh, alleged the drug kingpin had a brother of another cartel leader killed because he did not shake Guzman's hand. Rodolfo Fuentes had met Guzman to make peace in a cartel and gang war. The court heard. When Rodolfo left, Chapo gave him his hand and he said, See you later, friend. And Rodolfo just left him standing there with his hand extended. Ooh, Mr. Fuentes and his wife were shot and killed outside his cinema soon afterwards. Wow. Former Sinaloa Lieutenant Miguel Angel Martinez also testified for the government, saying that Jerry that he once asked El Chapo why he killed people, and he answered me, Are your mom's going to cry or their mom's going to cry? Man. Death for lying. He once had his own cousin killed after he lied about being out of town. Said Juan Guzman said he'd, he'd be traveling, only he'd be spotted at a park in the city. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Chapo ordered him to be interrogated and assassinated. His secretary, who was without him at the time, was also killed. Jesus. Drug boss's mistress, Miss Lopez, later told the court she remembered being with him when the news of Juan's death arrived. Except from that point on, whoever betrayed him, they would die. Whether they're family or women, they were going to die. Wow. Said El Chapo had sent more than a line of cocaine for every single person in the United States. Just four of his shipments. <laughs> oh my goodness, that amounts to over 328 million lines of cocaine. That's a lot of coke, bro. <laughs> uh, Mr. Zambada said that once in 94, Guzman gave the order to sink a boat carrying 20 tons of coke to evade authorities. Damn, she said, fuck it. Sunk costs, literally. Uh, he once used a bazooka for target practice just to relax on a, fam a family holiday. Jesus. He was going to test out the weapon after a group had finished target practice with assault rifles. <laughs> Jesus. Man, this dude lived a freaking comic book life. It was ridiculous. Let's see. Some of the biggest news was how Alexina Loa Cartel allegedly paid off a host of the Mexican officials. This is what I want to read. Here we go. Let's see. Mr. Zambada said the traffickers had $50 million in protection money for former Mexican Secretary of Public Secretary Garcia Luna so that corrupt officers would be appointed to head police operations. Mr. Zambada said he gave the money to Mr. Luna in briefcases full of cash. Mr. Luna has denied the allegations. When former Mexico City Mayor Gabriel Regino was in line to become the next Secretary of, uh, Secretary of Security, Mr. Zambada says the cartel bribed him to. Mr. Regino, who is now a professor, has also denied the claims. Let's see. Uh, they had a little figurine of uh, Jesus Malverde's, like the little saint and the folk hero, nar narco saint or whatever they call. Uh, say he stole from the rich, gave to the poor in the early 1900s. The legends often celebrated, like a Robin Hood type. And a lot of people like to give that uh, a pray to him. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and his private zoo, man. He's so wealthy, he had a private zoo on top of his numerous properties, including a $10 million beach house, as well as a yacht he named after himself. Chapito. <laughs> Little Chapo. Uh, let's see. El Chapo Zoo was built in the early 90s 
It was poorly had lions, tigers, and crocodiles. Oh, huh. As well as a little train to ferry guests through it. That's crazy. Property also had a house, pool, and tennis course nearby. Damn. This fool lived a fucking, is living a fucking ridiculous life. Ridiculous, man. But yeah, that $100 million payment, apparently, some of that money got to Benjaminetto. So that's crazy. Uh, last thing I want to talk about in uh, Venezuela. This has been a struggle that's ongoing. Uh, Maduro, President Maduro, has been under fire uh, like a motherfucker. Um, let's see. What's on the latest with Venezuela? Because there was uh, an announcement. Uh, let's see. All right, let's read this. New York Times, what you got for me? Venezuela's opposition leader calls for more protests. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's go somewhere else then. Damn, Russian mercenaries are going to protect Maduro right now. It's so crazy. Guaido. 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 Criminally contractors help guard Venezuela's Maduro. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, Venezuela might be shit. That might be there might be some breeding ground there. All right, here we go. Venezuela self-described. So yeah, um, uh, had to take a quick break, some technical difficulties, but we back. Uh, anyway, like we we're saying, Guaido is having uh some success in terms of getting the public on his side, just because Maduro's regime has been so detrimental to the public. People are going without aid and uh, lack of resources, left and right. And, uh, yeah, sham elections and all that. So not uh, not the best. But, uh, um, but yeah, Venezuela's military is backed Maduro, which is a big key in a lot of fights, a lot of uprisings, depending on who the military sides with. Oftentimes will dictate who will win a lot of these conflicts. Um, if there isn't uh, an armed resistance uh, per se, but yeah, there's been the tensions. Um, freaking Trump and a lot of Latin Americans sided with uh, Guaido. What am I saying? Guaido, Guaido, um, Guaido. Yeah, but yeah, man, health systems virtually collapsed. Trans public transportation is almost non-existent. Bunch of crime. Electricity and water service regularly break down. Food scarcities. Uh, people are scavenging on garbage dumps for sustenance. And that's just, just sad, man. Oh, Jesus. People have been leaving. A lot of, I know a lot of people have immigrated to other countries. Colombia in particular. Um, all the nearby nations. Sad, man. Fucking sad. Two million people leaving the country. It's crazy. He's asking for a transitional government, free elections. Um, it's crazy. He's asking for nonviolent protests. It's crazy. Uh, apparently, 369 people have been arrested because of this. Mm, okay, people evacuated the embassy on Friday in response to his expulsion orders from Maduro. Uh, uh, they originally wanted to defy his orders and retain the embassy staff. And Guaido is encouraging them to stay, but apparently that's not going to happen. 
Wow. Wow, wow, we wow. Okay, so now we have this guy who was uh, caught up in the Iran-Contra scandal under Reagan and George Bush. Uh, now he's in charge, and this seems like it might be a little fishy there. Um, but yeah, the the Contras were in Nicaragua against their leftist government. Because Venezuela has a leftist government, but it's, it's not uh, run how... Um, ideally it would be let's put it that way so there's been a concentration of power and they've taken over and they ain't helping the peoples out man the peoples are, are uh, starving so sad uh, see some of the EU several Latin American nations I think almost everyone except for Uruguay and Mexico were declaring uh, Guaido um president so the other two wanted to negotiate and come to a truce or a peace or something yeah man Whew, crazy I mean they're a big oil producer that's like why they got a lot of power in like the in the region and uh, Chavez held that uh, up against um, a lot of his threats a lot of threats from other foreign countries he used that power as much as possible Damn, man. Damn, 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 man. Political rallies in Caracas. Um, held a news conference Friday also. Let's see. Um, Maduro also did it. Talking about the international media popularity for the uh, Guaido. That has made invisible the Chavista power that supports me in the face of what I consider coup d'etat. Uh, Chavista is a general term for sort of Venezuelan socialist policies named after Hugo Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promoted the country's Bolivarian revolution. It broke relations with the government of Donald Trump, but not with the United States, it says. Adding that his government would continue to sell oil to U.S. refineries, its principal destination. Exactly. So, um, Russia, China, Bolivia, Nicaragua, Cuba, Turkey, and Mexico have said they support Maduro. So yeah, that's who they're they're siding with. So it's crazy because uh, yeah, man, Venezuela is like a left wing government. And, um, the U.S. will support uh, um, conservative right wing um, coups if it uh, benefits them. And this might be a situation where that happens. So this is somewhere to watch. And yeah, it's it gets convoluted as fuck, man. Uh, let's see, they're asking from sort of the march next week. We'll return to the streets. Those who think the streets have cooled off will be disappointed. I think 29 people have been killed so far. Um, let's see. 2017, they were put down protest. Uh, they had 156 people dead, 15,000 injured, 4,000 arrested. Um, he's asking for them to continue on if he gets... Uh, arrested they may be able to cut the flower but they'll never but they never will they keep spring from coming but never will they keep spring from coming damn why what the fuck can't you read did you go to college and shit all right yeah this is pretty damn crazy man uh trump administration will make the case for recognizing guaido in the special session of the united 
Nations Security Council in New York on Saturday. Russia and China are likely to veto any sanction uh, Security Council resolution. So there you go, man. This is going to be a point of uh, political conflict and interest and shit right there. And Guaido spelled G-U-A-I-D-O. G-U-A-I-D-O. Once again. For those who want to fucking chastise my ass for pronunciation. Anywho, my bad, my bad, my bad. That's about it for that there. Um, I guess one other thing I want to talk about, though. I've been doing some more stand-up sets recently. Um, which was nice Me able to practice some material out in front of some people um, Mostly comics and shit like that But it's it's cool to, it's cool to see I went to a comedy show also yesterday Got to see um, Michael Rappaport Neil Brennan, Sherry Shepard uh, Matt Broniger A few others um, This dude Langston this, uh, the, the host, I forget his name He was getting a little tipsy and shit Doing his job Doing his job Doing his thing Um any hoot, anyway, anywhere, anytime, any place. Um, yeah. What was I saying? The fuck was I saying? What the fuck was I saying? Oh uh, yeah, man. So I've just been doing that, working on some material and shit. Uh, trying to get my bits and my my uh, my stuff all down to to get it all. All on, uh, um, get it all smooth and shit like that, man. Cause I want to, I want to tell some funnies, man. I want to see how that goes. I think so far in the year, I've gone three times. So I'm gonna try to go again this weekend. Tomorrow is Sunday. Saturday night, I'm going out though. Yeah, definitely doing that, uh, that's scamming jam. And with that notes, we will wrap this shit up. This has been episode number four, five of the Puro Caballero Show. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, please follow us on all the socials. Uh, follow your host, myself, uh, at Puro Caballero on Instagram and on Twitter. That's P-U-R-O Caballero. C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. Uh, also, we had IG at the Puro Caballero Show. And you can keep all the updates there. And then we'll get the Twitter up and running. By episode 50, that's the main goal. We're going to have the new logo. Try to get the website up and, and popping. And keep it moving from there, pretty much. And then uh, we're going to get some self-investment and get some, some cameras up in here. At some point, maybe actually get... Uh, couple more mics too but uh you know one thing at a time one thing at a fucking time so thanks again for tuning in everybody hasta luego yeet some new shoes i can't wait on the outro oh baby break it down <laughs>